This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I want you to know that today it's all males. We got Jim, we got Dwayne, and, and we got Glenn Dwayne and Glenn or FX. Got Jim in the studio. He has not seen until yesterday mm-hmm. our upgraded studio. Yep, and it's really cool. And I am saying this to everybody out there that the, no women are invited to this podcast. This is a man podcast today. We're going to do man talk. <laughs> Sausage fest. Anyway. You got purple hair. You're not welcome today. <laughs> but we'll welcome you all, all other days. That was a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, it's good to have you guys. Uh, sexist would say. Yes, as a sexist yes. would say. <laughs> this is a he man. This the she man. He man. Woman in a club. Uh, and we got our movie reference. Yay! Uh, I'm assuming Saul is not going to listen to this today. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, this will be our favorite one. <laughs> That's right. She's our resident misogynist. The female misogynist. <laughs> Guys, is, um, normally for Christmas, you're not supposed to have many things. Uh, in fact, I just now realized that Ben was supposed to come on today. And it would have been a heck of a day for him to come on. Did you see what um, our overgroup of your our governor did right before he's, he goes out of office here in a few days? Did you see what he did this week? Mm-mm. He he pardoned 78 people, 22 of them murderers. <laughs> Guilty of murder. Well, isn't that what true dictators do? They release all the prisoners whenever they're losing power? I, it's, that's one of the things they do. Yes, I don't... I, 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 I'm amazed. I looked at it. I went and looked up some of the names, and it wasn't like it wasn't like crimes of passion. It was like just badness. Pure <laughs> evil. Yeah, he's cut them loose. Maybe home for Christmas. Maybe, maybe, maybe they found Jesus. <laughs> now, that's a, one of the things is the pardon board does have to approve it. I want to say that even I don't think the president that the governor gets. The, carte blanche it but I, I'm not sure that I don't think he just gets to, there's something there's something tells me in the back of my mind that this still could be stopped mm-hmm. now my understanding of it is that this is something usual for governors to do right yeah at the end they do some pardoning but most of the time the pardoning would be for someone like Governor Edwards you know he was old man what you know what's he doing in jail just let him go and but I don't on the political right. white crime side yeah, and you don't keep somebody in there. You don't lose someone else. You're going to get out so we know what. Or well, nonviolent, at least. Now all the people who testified against the murder. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. How I, old were these uh, murderers? Um, so they were old. Every one of them is, so most of them is. But then you see, did you see that? Did you see that what happened in Oklahoma this week? Or last week, maybe? Did y'all see that? No. He got convicted of murder, and he kept saying, I wasn't even in Oklahoma. 
when that happened. I got witnesses. I was not there. And even with those witnesses, he got convicted of first-degree murder, was on death row for 22 years, finally was able to show that it couldn't have been him, and they cut him loose after 22 years on death row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, those horror stories. <laughs> like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you think we'll ever have a, an artificial intelligence parole board as a first round? to try to filter out and make it a little more objective. Mm, man, my dealing with AI, I'm not thinking we're ready for that yet. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Yeah. My understanding of it is that we have a pretty good system, a pretty good justice system, even though it's not perfect. As far as... Well, that's a good, it it's a good lead into something I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. yeah, do, do we, we, we do. No, we have probably one of the best there has ever been. Mm -hmm. Now, there are two complete theories on, on something. Um, that one is, is that justice delayed is justice denied. And, and that sometimes you're just going to get it wrong when you try to do it quickly. Well, Athens mm -hmm. was that way, but then they started abusing that one, too. Mm -hmm. um, part, of, part of freedom is abuse. Mm -hmm. And... I think our our political system is being our our, our judicial system is not it's being abused right now, mm -hmm. and it's being abused by people who want to kill the system. And so the question is, how do you stop it? But the answer to your question, yes, right now I would rather some humans look at it than AI because AI is making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it, and in a whole lot, a I, lot. there there are a lot of qualifications that go on with that statement. Like I clearly see a lot of problems with the justice system as far as how long we jail people for various crimes whenever you get felony attached to your name. There's little room for rehabilitation into society. And so we talked about that length on here already. But as far as conviction, like whenever we do the innocent before proven guilty, I like that system. And um, what's the other one? The jury or trial by jury of your peers. I would much prefer that over something that's, you know, we say, well, this is more objective. Well, I would rather actually have the subjective human experience rather than some something quote unquote objective that's created by a subjective human. Yeah, I don't even want I don't want umpires replaced in baseball. Mm -hmm. I like I like the fact that a pitcher might be fooling the umpire, mm -hmm. creating an optical illusion. This <laughs> I like it. Right. I like it. Mm -hmm. I do. And sometimes I think that that thing's wrong anyway. Right. Yeah, you can't replace the umpire. You get rid of the drama. You get rid of it. You, yeah, that you get rid of, of it. it. It makes you human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a good pitcher, like especially like uh, what was the name from Atlanta? Um, oh, come on! The best. You got John Schmoltz and you have Mike uh, Hampton. No, 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 no. He's the probably considered the best control pitcher in the history. Of the oh, game. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. Yes. Anyway, he was he was a magician with with magician uh, magician with that and. I think he fooled all umpires a lot. <laughs> you know, he, he had, he'd get a ball and a half off the plate sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, I like all that. I, I like that part of the game. So I'm not saying that I would, I would, you know what I would think? I, I think what Dwayne is saying, maybe, maybe have some validity. Now so I think I get what you're saying. Dwayne. Let me see if I can repeat it. What you're saying is we're not taking the human element out of it, but let's put this thing through AI first and see if there's some things that come up that would help well, as a person who feels they were falsely convicted railroaded 
whatever. Yeah. So the amount of work that prisoners and inmates go through to try to overturn their own sentences or to have new new trials or whatever, you know, all these prisons have these libraries in there and they're trying to do their own work or get these independent third party agencies to hear their plea and try to on their behalf petition for new trials. Well, what about if AI was more objective and those inmates could plead their case ah. to an AI ah. to do the initial screening so that it bubbles up to humans for the second round to see what the validity is to their reason for wanting a new trial. I'm a, As you mentioned it, that's a good point. Basically, what you're saying is you've been convicted, you've gone through the human thing, and now you have access to AI to help you put together the petition and explain your, your side of the case. They object. Well, they, they, maybe they, they have an AI to help them put together the petition, but I'm also talking about the parole board or a review court listening uh, to cases that an AI filter has bubbled up to them to say, hey, there seems to be some legitimate reason this needs to be reviewed here. That's going to happen. I think you've predicted the future. I never thought about it, but you, no, that's that's brilliant. That's exactly what's going to happen. And and I, I've already, we've already laughed that even as bad as AI is, using prisoners using AI to prepare petitions will make it better. Mm-hmm. They will. They will make fewer mistakes. They're not going to call it a motion to squash. It happens over and over again. There's a motion to quash. You can say that the, that the allegations are are the indictment against the the defendant on certain on certain allegations are not legitimate. You file a motion to quash and have them dismissed, mm-hmm. and they'll call it. Yeah, like yeah, the was, case you brought up in Oklahoma, the guy was there 22 years, and he said, I was never even in Oklahoma. Well, if we had that AI facility, both one helping him and another one helping the review, yeah. uh, the judicial review, wouldn't that have happened long before 22 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that his lawyer kept working for him free. He never stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a similar situation I forget where this was. It was in the South somewhere, I think in Alabama, that a guy was put on death row for a murder of a white woman. And there were no other witnesses, but he was he had a witness that could verify that he was not at work. And then there popped up someone who was in jail who testified against him and saying that he was there. But he got a deal that he testified against him, his wow. Yeah, his pleading would be or his sentence would be less yeah. and he would get some money whenever he got out of prison. And so it was essentially a bribe by the government to get this guy convicted. Anyway, that's an abuse of the justice system. Um the point that I'm making here though is that the guy was put on death row whenever he got convicted. And because he was on death row and not given life in prison, he actually had someone represent him uh-huh. because I don't know why. I don't know necessarily why someone would represent someone who's on death row versus someone who's in prison for life. But there was some sort of incentive there that this guy was going to get representation and he was able to get out of death row. Uh, whereas if he was in life in prison, gotcha. he thinks that he would have still been in prison. Oh, that's what happened to the guy in Oklahoma. 
it got commutated to change from the commutated. Is that the word mm-hmm. from death row to life in prison? That's why he, that's why his other lawyer had to keep helping. Because I was wondering why. That's right. I forgot about that fact. So what had happened sometime after the conviction and he was on death row, it got changed to just life in prison. And so that's when he, he didn't have a lawyer, uh-huh. but his lawyer yeah. just kept working for him. Well, that's good. So why would a lawyer have more incentive to represent someone on death row versus representing it's someone? It's a constitutional right, apparently. Okay. That's, you know, Sydney that worked here. Mm-hmm. She's, she's paid by the government to try to overturn all death row, death row cases. Okay. An, an extra measure against unethical killing of citizens or people. Okay. So that's essentially what happened to this guy in Alabama was – well, I'm on death row, and fortunately, because I'm on death row, I still have representation. Whereas if you're in life in prison, you don't have that. So, well, that's good for, that's very fortunate for the person in Oklahoma. Question, and this might not have anything to do with it, but what was his race? I don't know. Okay. Couldn't tell by the name. Either. Could have been. Blended, I'm sure. Well, from Oklahoma, but probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, how you have by I'm just. Just say statistically, there's almost no such thing as a pure race. We're all blended, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we could. Physical appearance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't yeah. answer. That. I, I yeah. couldn't tell by the name, and I didn't go look up the picture or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just throwing this out there: one in six marriages today are mixed races. We are not, or generally, a racist country, despite some of. Uh, if you, look at, if, you look at, if you look at the Super Bowl commercial, it's 100% mixed race for marriages. Yeah. <laughs> all the commercials have mixed races, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't watch television. I have to go yeah. by what people have told And me. all the Hallmark movies have a gay couple in it. Do they? So, Emily and I, were, we one of the things that we do um, is we watch Hallmark Christmas movies. And I don't care. I was in the Marine Corps. I get to do those things. So, anyway... Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, <laughs> that's why I wants to watch him. You watch him. Is that simple? No, no, no. It's, I it's not worth a fight over. It's I who wants to watch. Oh him. God. So anyway, um, <laughs> so, but whenever you watch these movies, all of the movies have homosexuals in them. It's very disproportionate to what the actual percentage of society is. So we know that inevitably whenever we turn one on, we're trying to figure out which couple is gay. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I don't watch Hallmark channel. Yeah. <laughs> Hallmark and Lifetime. Lifetime's the inferior one. Anyway. It it was even a higher ratio than that on our cruise ship. I think we accidentally got booked on a specific themed gay and lesbian cruise. Did you? Wow. Fine. We even had upside down pineapple hats. People had ball caps that had pineapples that were upside down. So it was swingers also. Wait, oh, that's God. I don't know what any yeah. of that means. My stomach from last week is just now settling down. <laughs> but I'm not going to make it any better. Did you see that? Speaking of mixed marriages, did you see George Soros and his bodyguards? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, describe them. I didn't see. They're both of. Um, African American gentleman, or well, both. Let's have African descent. Both. He had. He definitely had some whites. But they only showed the African American or the black uh, bodyguards uh, in the pictures I showed that, that they were insinuating that perhaps there was more going on than just uh, protecting him. All right. Now I'm going to say this at risk of sounding gay, but for what he's 98, 99. 
he, he's in remarkable shape. He's he's on the dream chrome, chrome. This isn't Friday, is it? I can't say that. No, can't say on not Friday. Not Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures. I thought one of them was white. Uh, yeah, one of them's definitely white. Uh, one of them's definitely white. One is. But these turns are in. Yeah, that's the one though that they, they looked like that maybe it was suspicious that they were more than just bodyguards. Anyway, um, yeah, are they holding hands or something? Oh, it's pretty. No, they're just all in, you know, swimsuits. Oh. Um, and oh. uh, oh, so and these guys are very fit and they're, you know, carrying Soros, you know, lead him around. So, you know, of course, no one likes Soros, so they're gonna. Yeah, he's a horrible person. But well, I kind of—he's doing things with his bodyguards. All I'll say is that looks suspicious. <laughs> all I'll say is I can take a picture that always looks suspicious. So you know what? what I was thinking. I'm going to say this: you both are going to end up being—it's going to come out that those guys were paid for more than bodyguarding. You watch. <laughs> There's just no way. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at them. There must be massage therapists also. I mean, I can't get YMCA out of my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the banana, banana hammocking. Huh? So speaking of gay, Harvard's president. What's her first name? Oh. <laughs> Claudine Gay. Claudine yeah. Gay. She, um, she is a plagiarist she has been busted on it she her doctoral thesis was stolen from from another black lady it's kind of interesting no the black lady's not happy about it and so then glenn says they went and redacted it for her put the right footnotes well, they, they went in and they said, oh, she just forgot the quotation marks, so they did that for her. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've heard the joke about plagiarism, right? Uh, no, well, maybe, but I don't remember it right now. I'm sure there's more than one. It, it goes something like this. Hey, I, I've been accused of plagiarism. Your words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is she's done it like dozens and dozens of times. It's not just like a couple. I, mine has always been, I know a good quote when I steal one. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there, is there really such thing as original thought? How do we know humans 50,000 years ago didn't come up with the idea that I had? Well, I mean, this is not 50,000 years. We're, we're talking, talking about the immediate. We're not even talking about 50,000 years. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's kind of like well, those people, rule. Even those people, maybe that wasn't their original thought either. Well, so you I, can always make the claim you don't know who to give the credit to. Well, I mean, that would just bust the, the plagiarist, the person who's plagiarized or whatever. You, <laughs> it gets deeper. But I mean, oh, look, I plagiarized the plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> it's double plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I understand it as far as it being in the immediate context. You can't put a black and white definition on plagiarism. I'll think and like apply that in the court of law, but you can definitely see that someone is using someone's immediate writing, someone else's right. immediate writing as their own. And so it's not that necessarily your writings are original. And I frequently say that I don't necessarily want to be original. I just want to be right. And that is one of the things that I applied. So that means that I'm always frequently citing people. But if I don't cite people because I'm wanting to be original, 
then yeah. you know I'm, I'm i'm running risk of plagiarizing I because i agree with you Dwayne, that it's very very difficult to be original you can have an original <laughs> methodology but not necessarily an original argument well, well the interesting thing to me is this 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it was very difficult sometimes to find where you plagiarized. You, you could do it if you want to, but now with AI and with certain words. Turn it in. Yeah, turn you, it in. So, well, here's the thing. I always said, don't go taking pictures. I tell my girls this. Don't let someone take a picture of you naked. It's going to end up on the internet. You never will take it down. And I was thinking, well, the people back in the old days with Polaroid shots, they were good. no. People are scanning those things and sticking them in there. So people who never thought that there's any chance they were going to be one day in everybody's household, all of a sudden, retroactively, if there's a picture <laughs> that mm-hmm. someone can find, you took on a Polaroid, though you assuming it's still, those pictures go, go dim after a while, apparently. Mm-hmm. But anyway, now I'm saying people that wrote, that plagiarized 20 years ago might get busted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, look, look at our president. Hasn't he plagiarized a lot also? I, oh, absolutely. Sam Donaldson nailed him on it back in the day. He, yes, yes. All right, so, so dang it, I'm going to change the subject because I don't want to forget. I'm gonna, I didn't put it on our list. I figured out what's going on with that, with that immunity thing. It's even worse than I thought. All right, so they wanted, they wanted they, the all along – Jack Smith, Jack, I can't remember his middle name. Jack Smith, he, he all of a sudden, he was avoiding the Supreme Court as best he could. Now, all of a sudden, he wanted to go to the Supreme Court as quickly as he could on immunity while you're in office. That's to protect Biden. That's what that is. They want, they want a ruling to say they can't prosecute Biden because he's in office. That's why he's doing that. But, but they wanted clarity on whether it was... Um, total immunity or immunity of acts that are presidential versus political in nature in some way to litmus test it. I can't see the Supreme Court just throwing out some ruling defining these these uh, hair-splitting concepts in just a matter of days. Yeah, I mean, I get you there. I mean, I get you that, that it needs to be fully briefed, amicus There'll be amicus briefs out the wazoo on this one. And and our listeners know what an amicus brief, so brief is. But for those one or two that, that are that are coming in from elsewhere or are new to it, an amicus brief is a friend of the court brief. It's a brief that you say, okay, I've, Jim is in trouble. He's taking an appeal to the Supreme Court, but he's got a crappy lawyer. And he's going to lose it at the Supreme Court. So people in the same situation as Jim go, well, we don't want this thing being ruled in the Supreme Court with Jim's lawyer. Let's get some good lawyers to write friend of the court briefs saying we're in the same position and this thing's, you know, we can't let this happen. Well, there's going to be friend of the court briefs on this one when it, yeah. when it finally gets there. But well, there actually was one, but it turned out to be the fly in the ointment, and it might be the reason it got rejected more so than any of the others. You talk about and the, that was the meat. That was yeah, that was the yeah the brief that said, well, Jack ain't constitutionally appointed. He has no more authority to prosecute than Taylor Swift. Did you did you see that one? I did. It's about, it's Ed Meese wrote yeah, that thing. Ed he, Meese. Yeah, he filed it. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I those there was a time I would have thought these technicalities. You're being a little bit just you know you're being a a. a um, um, get it out, James. 
over the top dramatic. Well, when you, what is it when you go by procedure too much? I'm, I don't know why I've gone blank. I know the word for it, but I've gone blank. It's mythologica. 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 Or Mythonomia. Well, it's not me. I remember that niece's name. Um, but anyway, um, pedophagor. I mean, you know, you go in there and you just look for little procedural problems and you're not really getting to the core where we need to know whether or not this is immune because we could just get rid of Jack Smith and, and, or just do it, go back and start over, make him legal. But the more I think about it, the more I, I think we, sh- we should go back to the rule of law and, pay, and stop putting that subjective stuff in there. If you mess up, you mess up. And and that means that I'm that I'm going to mess up some. But you know, they, they're starting to. I'm starting to see a trend of that in state court. There's a, the rule is is if you don't file your opposition memo to a motion for summary judgment by a certain day, then you can't argue it. If you don't file file it by the time they're hearing, then you just lose. You got to file. And I saw it happen to somebody the other day, and I thought, boy, that's awfully harsh. You know, the mo- his mother had died or something, and well, that's awfully harsh. More I got to thinking about it, that government, no, you know, he could have filed a motion extension and they would have said, okay, you know, yeah, your mom died. You get an extension, but he didn't do that. He just showed up on court without filing anything. And I was sitting there watching it. I was just there for another reason. And I watched this. Oh, that seems harsh. And more I got to think about it. Because you remember the appointment for the Senate spot, who set somebody, somebody died. Remember, who was it in San Francisco died? It was, uh, oh yeah, that, um, oh, that nut, that woman. What's her name that died recently? So, so, so they had to appoint another senator to finish out her term. Diane Feinstein, isn't she dead now? Yeah. Isn't Feinstein dead? Uh, you might be right. Yeah, yeah I, I vaguely remember that. So I think she died. So they would have had to report appoint somebody in her stead. Well, it turns out the person she appointed didn't live in California at the time of the appointment. Yeah, that's she, right. She can't serve. You can't serve. So. Uh, you don't win. So what she needs to do, she needs to move to California, change her voting, change her residence, everything it takes to become a citizen of California, then make the appointment. But do it. That it. That's the rule. And I think that she should have been denied. I don't think she should have been allowed to be, be a senator, even if it's just for four days. <laughs> you know, do it right. Because we, we, we're getting sloppy. Well, at least it's, we're starting to see it, it, it's the Supreme Court that we have down in Louisiana is going like, no, buddy. I'm sorry about your mom. I really am. I'm sorry for her. And I'm sorry for you. File your motion for an extension. Get it. Get 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 an agreement from opposing counsel. Call them up. So look, my mom died. You know what they're going to do? They're going to say, look, I, I, don't, I, won't, I won't object to an extension. You know, mm-hmm. nobody in their right mind would. But don't just sit there and show up to trial and say, oh, by the way, my mom died. You know, that's that's the problem. And, and I think that we need to get back to a rule of law. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Because that's going to affect other cases down the road. Correct. Yeah. And so you have to think about the future as well as the present. You can't just let the system collapse because of extenuating circumstances. Right. And yes. Or inconveniences. Mm-hmm. As in, it was just going to be inconvenience for them in California. You're saying, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, do it. Just do it. So I get you. And you're right. It's just down the road. It's going to matter someday. Mm-hmm. It is going to matter. And I think that this Jack Smith thing, uh, I have read the introduction to the motion filed by Ed Meese. I have not thought, read the whole thing, but he, you know how they do, they put it all the good stuff up front. Mm-hmm. And, and he did do that. And, and basically, um, not basically, there is, he, he has, 
for you to be a special prosecutor, you have to be approved. He has to be voted on. And it was not. He was not. He's not. He's not valid. Mm -hmm. So what happens to all of this stuff he's done? (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Now, you know, if you'll remember, Ed Meese was one of the ones that was just totally hated by the press when he was when he was serving as attorney general. Do you remember that? They he was a cuss word. If you wanted to, if you were a liberal and you wanted to cuss somebody, you'd call him Ed Meese. Um, so he has been a thorn in the side of the, the communists for a very, very long time. Um, interesting guy. But you're right. I think, Dwayne, I think you're right. It's that, that, that was a friend of the court brief saying he has no standing to bring these charges. Well, wouldn't that be like a voodoo doll scaring the justices away from even trying to attempt to, to take this case in the limited time? It's just more more pile on reasons for them to say no. You go back and do this the normal way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it, well, it would make it would. I don't know. They're going to keep doing it, Dwayne. I don't think they're going to stop it until someone starts sanctioning them. They're talking keep, about lawfare. Yeah, yeah. This lawfare thing is out of hand. It's it's, it's but, it, but like I said, I sit there and think, and Glenn and I laugh about this. Oh, this is new. This lawfare thing is new. And then I'm reading about ancient Greece, and I find out nope. What were they doing there? What, were, what, was, what was the example? They would find rich people and they would sue them. Just sue them for anything. <laughs> They'd be cursed to be rich. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the new part of this, though, is probably like to the president, former president of the United States. We don't really have that history, do we? Say it again. Uh, Donald Trump, a former president of the United States, if you tried to do this to any former president before Trump, People would have said you've lost your mind. That's a little more, you know. Oh, I, I think I, sanct- I would agree. Sanctified as a high level position, you don't treat ex presidents like that. Oh, I but agree. Yeah, yeah, I think that I agree. They throw that okay. out the window with Donald Trump. Before we go too far, because I agree with you, but I want to go there. Let me finish this thought. I've, I've got the actual quote. Okay, good. One of them. There were it was mm-hmm. two or three pages. Who was the quote from? Crito. Okay. All right. He complained that it was difficult for one who wished to mind his own business to the map. That's the introduction. This is his quote. <laughs> for at this very time, this is Crito talking, mm-hmm. there are people bringing actions against me, not because they have suffered any wrongs from me, but because they think that I would rather pay them a sum of money than to have the trouble of law proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on forever. We think it's new. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> a couple thousand years old huh? it's crazy it is absolutely crazy alright so going back to Trump let me make your point again Dwayne if you don't mind it's, it's that you know if we roll back 10 years ago and somebody said um, let's let's uh, go after a former president whether it was Barack Obama or one of the Bushes or Bill Clinton, they would have said, look, after you've become president and left office, leave them alone. They have reached the pinnacle of the heights of the world, you know, politics. Just leave them alone. Don't don't go after them lawfare-wise. But with Donald Trump, they've thrown that out. There is nothing, uh, you know, sacred anymore with whatever former position you have held. They're going after him as if he's trailer park trash. All right, so so I'm going to bring you up something that happened in the the, the 280. Um, Diocletian was a the most powerful man in the world. He reunited the 
Roman Empire that had split up. He reunited it, set it up there. He had people that were going to take over after he did that should be his friends. Okay. And they wouldn't leave him alone. They still went after him, took his wife, took his children, his daughter, raped the daughter, killed the wife. Legally. No, no, no. I, I agree with you. As humans and as civilization, we've done this before. I was referring to our country. Our country, I thought, was different enough. We wouldn't devolve into that, but I think we have. Mm. Well, I, I, I guess what's, I guess why I keep going back to the, the Greeks and the Romans is because it's never the same. You know, it's not the same mm-hmm. as each time. But you, you get this idea of 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 the, this. Um, I've always admired the Greek the Greeks a lot. That they're that they that they're for a period of a hundred years or so, they were as free as any people have ever been free. If you were a citizen, now if you weren't a citizen, you weren't very free. All right, but if you were a citizen, you were free. You were, you participated in running the government. You did all these things. But I see this the, the problem with freedom is that some people will abuse it, and that meant you were free to be a, a gay. You were free to to do things that we don't agree with. So that's why you see gay people so much in in Athens is because they could be gay. You can't be gay in Iran. You don't have the freedom to be gay. So we don't have any gays. Well, let's go be like Iran. I don't think so. I'd rather have the freedom for you to be gay. You you be Soros if you want to. I don't know that he is. Just my opinion. That's what it looks like. Anyway... (laughs) I, my my point is is that I that the reason I go back to those things, Dwayne, is is that I don't think that it's that surprising that communists are going after a president that wants to stop communism. I'm not surprised at this at all. That's what they do. That's what communists, communists do. don't really have principles. It's win at all costs, no matter what it takes. Right. So so there's this thing where Jim. Well, started with my my older brother said one time. Well, we when we elected Obama, uh, well, he when he got elected, he he um, said, "Let's just all over supply for all the welfare we could possibly get." But the, the problem I have with that is, is that I don't want to bust the judicial system. So when I see that there's threats that some conservatives are going to file petitions to keep Biden off the ballot, then to me that's an abuse of the judicial system and. And I don't know that our judicial system can handle that. I would much rather see the Supreme Court of Louisiana say, nope, you were late on your filing your brief, you lose. That's what I want to start seeing. I want to start seeing the Supreme Court say, that was that was a frivolous claim that you made in this lawfare. I'm sanctioning you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay the court cost and you're going to pay the, the, the attorney's fees for this because this was frivolous. Yeah. That's what I want to happen. I agree with you. I wish that would happen. But from a layperson's point of view, you know, sometimes somebody, so take it like a child, a toddler that has a biting problem. You're taking your toddler kid to the daycare and you keep getting kicked out of daycare because the toddler keeps biting other children and they won't quit. So, no, it's wrong for you to bite your child, but in a controlled way, if you bit them in a way that didn't physically hurt them, like you didn't break the skin, but you made it very unpleasant and you caused them to realize, hey, when I bite somebody, I'm hurting them. Ow, that hurt. And so 
sometimes in a controlled way, an adult needs to do a childish thing and fight fire with fire. And I see people trying to file these, uh, try to get Biden off the ballot, just fight fire with fire, more so to show the stupidity in this mutually assured destruction path that they're trying to go down. Not necessarily they really want to get them. I mean, some people do, but I think the, the lawfare part of it, the legal minds are really trying to say, let me show you just how stupid this is to go down this road, and that may be where some of this is going. I get you. I get you. They're going to get tossed out, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, because if I'm if I'm if I'm the judge, even if I realize that it's been lawfare, lawfare, lawfare. Now a Republican brings lawfare to my court, I'm going to toss it out, and maybe and maybe sanction them. I mean, I I wouldn't put up with it. I, I really wouldn't. If I were a judge, I would not put up with that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, but at the cost, that judge would be forced to treat the other side exactly the same way. Well, see, they they they. That's the problem, and you got to you got to follow. Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, Lion Ted. You got to follow him. I, I guarantee you that Trump has got to have a little bit of regret going after that guy because he has stayed loyal to Trump all these times. But he is the one who's best describing what's going on with this lawfare. And he wrote a book. I've got it uh, on the Supreme Court on how you should help select one. And he realized that even then he was starting to the lawfare wasn't the thing yet, but he was seeing it happening. And he was describing it. And basically, when, a, when, the, the, when you put in someone like this Justice Jackson, the argument is that she is there politically and politically only. She's not there on any merit. And when, if you go by what is used to be merit to sit on the Supreme Court, she does not have it. She does not have the resume to be on there. She has the political resume to be on there. That's the argument. Well, I mean, the, the gonna, ultimate litmus test was when she said, I don't know what the definition of a woman was, and she's a woman. Because I'm not a biologist. That's what she Yeah. Ben went off on that. So, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll call it go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, and I, I agree with you. But my point I'm making is this, is that the difference is this. At this point, Republicans are still trying to put in qualified applicants. Qualified candidates is a better word. All right? The Democrats are not... They're putting in people who are going to do whatever it is that the Democrats want to do. And that's why you're seeing this Chutkin or whatever her name is that's doing the, the Trump case in Georgia is not going to rule in its favor. She's not going to. And it's, it's really sad what they did to Giuliani. The government withheld evidence from Giuliani that was being requested by the government. And because he couldn't get it from the government quickly enough to give it to the government, they defaulted him. And just said, now it's damages. And without any evidence whatsoever putting on to whether or not he was guilty of defamation, he was found guilty of defamation. And now he has to pay $148 million because he has no chance of proving that it was, was what he said was true. Do you follow? Yeah, that's a lot, but yeah. All right, so what happened in that case to, to remind me? Was people, it the same tiers of government? Because whenever well, no, it, it was government. federal government was keeping him from giving something the state government wanted. Okay, so that's a little bit. But it's still it, there. It's still government and government, yeah. But it, it's, and the government, both of them lawfare. Both of them involved in lawfare at both the federal and state level in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, in, in Atlanta. Oh, no, my bad. All right, Atlanta. Atlanta. All right, now, 
here's the deal. What happened was that was this that this Ruby. They say they lied and said there was a, a pipe break. We're going to stop counting in, in Fulton County. And they turned off all the cameras but forgot one. So one camera sitting there watching them pull ballots out from under a table that was covered with... We saw that. We, we saw that like within a day or two. Right, right, right. So they pull it. They, they finally pull it out from underneath that table. And then Miss Ruby and her daughter go over to a machine and start running those things through a machine not once, not twice, but multiple times. And Giuliani, unlike what I'm going to say, that looks like to me, just if I were going to commit voter fraud, that's how I would do it. But I don't know that they're committing not voter fraud because I don't want to pay a $148 million verdict. And our podcast is definitely podcasting out there enough. I mean, broadcast out there enough that it would get me in trouble. <laughs> anyway. It so, has the appearance of it. Yeah, it has the appearance of it. It looks like to me that, that, they're, that they're committing. Well, we're not saying that's what happened. That's it. <laughs> We have no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to do it, that's how I would do it. Okay, that's how I would do it. So anyway, so he is, his truth is his defense. That's that's what he wants to say. Well, yes, they were committing fraud. And he was not allowed to put that evidence on because they said the, the court held that he did not turn over discovery quickly enough. The information they wanted, therefore, they defaulted him and said, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy is ruined. He's worth fifty million. He owes one hundred forty-eight million. He's done. He's ruined. It doesn't matter if you have one hundred fifty dollars. If you owe four hundred fifty, you're done. You know, <laughs> you can't pay it. So, so it's the perfect example of lawfare. That woman was not ever intending to have that trial to found out if Miss Ruby a daughter. Where at least it appears that way. That, that <laughs> There's no evidence. We're not seeing that that was the case. <laughs> It certainly appears that this judge was going to rule <laughs> in the favor of Miss Ruby. Mm-hmm. And so now this guy, America's mayor, isn't that what his name was called? America's mayor? After, yep. after 9-11? Time, yes. Yeah. And now he's considered, and, and, and Trump was this like rock star. Everybody loved it. Now he's, 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 he's out. But, um, it's working. It's working in this regard. It's it's they're they're getting things like Rudy Giuliani done. They got they've got people in jail on the Enron Enron statute, which is not supposed to apply to that at all. That's up. Supreme Court's going to accept that writ. Has already accepted that writ. Um, it, it's all out there. It's I do believe that ultimately all of these cases are going to fail, including Giuliani. I think that that gets overturned. I think he gets, he now, will he get convicted? Eventually, he's got to prove they were committing voter fraud because he said it. <laughs> he goes, that, clearly they're committing voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a week or two after that tape come out and that tape come out within a few days. Yep. And they come up with an excuse that said, oh, you didn't understand that was just an area we were storing votes that needed to be counted regular votes. And it was part of the normal procedure. And some people just volunteered to stay late after everybody was sent home and they just continued. They had an excuse for what they were doing. And, and the excuse was it didn't, it wasn't what it appeared to be. Don't believe your lion eyes. Right. Right. We had, we talked about that thing in ad nauseum. When it was happening, yeah, um, you know, it, it, you just said you sit there and watch that, and it, you know, the argument could be made. Well, the reason they were refeeding it was because it was mis 
Remember they said that's yeah, that. Yeah, that was the big one. It was oh, it was mis- it wasn't it was misgaining, so I had to keep mm-hmm. trying it until it finally went through. Um, now, the the fact that there was this all of a sudden jump in percentages that that gave Biden the lead at during that time was just coincidence. That's all. It was coincidence. But he has the he has the right. Why wasn't that? Why wasn't that enough proof to indicate that what he was alleging? could possibly be true. Therefore, he wasn't intentionally trying to defame them. There is negligent defamation. It's not necessarily an intentional tort. That makes sense. So, so, um, I, um, um, I, 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 well, the thing is, is that when that happened, I did not realize, I still did not at that point have my eyes wide open as to how bad this lawfare was. I really thought that, that by filing this claim against Giuliani, we were going to actually get to see how the votes were tabulated. We were going to actually see the ballots. We were going to actually see all of these things that we were supposed to have. Now, then they've been destroyed now. Somebody destroyed them. And yeah, it's not there anymore. So he had he can't even prove his that that that, that how that jump happened. But that was the whole idea was, well, now that they file suit against Giuliani, he ought to be able to do discovery, find out the troops of defense. They did commit voter fraud. And now it's but, but she just, no, nope, you don't get to do that. <laughs> We're going to skip that step of guiltiness. We're just going straight to damages. That's what she did. That's exactly what she did. Giuliani was never allowed to say a word in his defense. Not even once. So. Lawfare's worked in that regard, but I do believe that here, here's why I think it's going to ha- it's going to fail because they're going after Justice Thomas now, and just like all communist regimes, they'll turn on their own, so they'll eventually come after their own. Even. And so, if I'm a Supreme Court justice, I'm going to go like, lawfare could be turned around on me if I don't stop this. And I think they stop it. I think it's I think it gets killed. That's what I think. We'll see. Uh, have, you know, have you noticed we haven't heard any more about the Mar-a-Lago litigation? That's stopped. It's yeah. You know why? It's so, bo- it's so bogus. Anyway, yeah, it is. It is. There's millions of documents to look at now. You know there were not a million documents at Mar Marco. So what are they looking at? What are they looking at? Uh, I think it's Crossfire Hurricane Binder that they were looking for. Oh, I know that's what they were looking for. But my question is, what supposedly is taking? It's supposed to take time was to look at the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago. Well, there couldn't have been a million documents there. That would have been that would have been a warehouse. What is it they're looking at? What is it? All right, you understand it's Trump's attorneys getting to look at it. You understand that. So Trump, I don't know. And so, they're just delaying? No, no. They're actually reviewing documents daily. And the whole purpose, the whole thing was, is that Jack Smith was trying to time those two trials to be at the same time. Well, that hap- that got knocked off. I told you that was going to happen on the Mar-a-Lago. There's no way that ca- that trial was going in March of this coming year. You know, there was no way. And so it's now been delayed past it. But the reason is, is that Trump is getting to look at all these documents, and it's, and it's so many documents per day, and it's still a- an unbelievable task. You know, just if you just laid your eyes on them, it would take that long. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. What my point is, is there's nothing, there's nothing even being talked about anymore. Is there? How long has it been since you've heard anything about that litigation? Not very Months and months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Who, one of you two just said it. I think that I think there's nothing there. The Presidential Records Act has very specific timelines 
in the amount of time the president and people acting as agent have to respond, even to FOIA requests and even to requests to the um, the National Archives on when they say, I need something, or the public is requesting something, do you have it, what do you have, they, they want this document that we believe or have reason to believe that you have. He has anywhere from like 24 months on these this category, 36 months on this category, six years on this category. And so if that stuff kicks in, then Jack's whole argument of leaving out the Presidential Records Act and going straight to criminal instead of civil kind of gets short-circuited, doesn't it? I don't even – we've been looking for that. What criminal statute do they say he violated? Oh, they went straight to espionage, remember? They treated him like he's not the president. That's right. They tried to say that he... <laughs> yeah, he's going to espionage. He, yeah. he was going to give it, going to trade it and, and give our secrets away to the enemy countries. Oh, you mean like Biden did? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, exactly like Biden did at the UPenn Center and in his driveway, carport, or garage. That that um his son was leasing for a million dollars a year from his dad. All right, so I, I pulled us off for thirty five minutes on immunity, and this is where we went. So back to President Gay. She she she's she. There's more evidence coming out about her per, uh, her plagiarism. So apparently, it wasn't just that one paper. She plagiarized several things. But the interesting thing is what Dwayne was and Glenn were talking about. They were having a discussion while I was setting up about billionaires holding funds. What are you two, what are you two going to take that over? Billionaires holding funds. From, from, uh, oh, oh, from Harvard. holding from Harvard. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. These, you know, obviously there's a lot of Harvard graduates who have done quite well and uh, they tend to give to Harvard and they have an endowment that's, it's about who you talk to is 40 billion to 50 billion. You know, what's 10 billion among friends? Dwayne is correct when he has said, um, you know, that guess what? They're, they're not giving anymore. Now, um, this has been one, a hedge fund manager, and I'm sorry, I, I have a little logica here. Um, Mark Ackman, I think, is the hedge fund manager who has kind of started this, this whole examination of, president of Harvard, uh, his comments actually um, led to the congressional hearing that the three, you know, Ivy League schools that were up there saying, yeah, we depends on the context about genocide. If it's Palestinian uh, talking about Jewish people, you know, so he it led to that and he has continued to pound away uh, every on X uh, about this, and it's it's like you're going, wow, this guy Bill Ackman, that's his name. I'm sorry, I might have said Phil. Um, and he is, you know, this is not a guy I ever, ever, ever want to get mad at me because he has not stopped <laughs> with her. So basically, he wants her and, gone. Uh, he, he wants her gone. Yes, and right. why she isn't gone, and the board being chicken and blah. Uh, I mean, over and over again, stuff that uh, he says she's just incompetent and that she's a diversity hire. And this is what happens when you 
do diversity hires. And, 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 and after, and after a step down, she's refused and says that she'll sue if they fire them. Fire her. Yes. Yes. So there's your employee of the month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, now, Dwayne, you made a good point that that how just exactly how much could she win from Harvard if they fired her and would they make it up in donations? <laughs> we'll we'll donate whatever we whatever it is she wins. Is that what were you saying? Yeah, if a, if a whole bunch of wealthy um, people that had been donating and had had pledged and now withdrawing some pledges of money. If that amount of money is uh, sub- substantial, then it would be cheaper for them to get rid of her and deal with the lawsuit and win back that money. But it's not just money. It's also reputation. I see at least one major law firm that says we're going to stop hiring uh, Harvard law graduates because of this. Supreme Court won't take any Yale graduates as, inter- as, as uh, interns anymore. Or, so or, it's not or, just or, money, or, it's or, reputation, or. and reputation begets more money. So Right. Yeah, well, it's, 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 um, it's interesting. Now, if, if, if me to you were suddenly to become president of the United States, is there any doubt in your mind that Harvard would not get another dime from the federal government starting the next day? Is there is there any doubt? Does Harvard get money? Yes, yes, that's yes. Good, we found that out too. That, that would be the case, like in all the schools here in this country. Yeah. But I didn't know. Glenn Reynolds has been saying for years, those guys got enough money; they don't need our federal money, and they're just using it to hate America. So just stop. So stop if the federal them. government can say, "I'm not going to give this high school lunch money." Because they don't have a policy that allows transsexuals to use the bathrooms of their choice. Why in the world would the federal government give a private Ivy League college money whenever they say, well, in the context, it's free speech. And so we allow them to intimidate Jewish people uh, because they're pro-Palestinian. With their speech, a hate speech of let's just murder all Jews. Right. Genocide. Right. And she's one that, that's the context. That was her that said that, right? That was, that was, yep. that was, she James. was the one who brought up the context first. It depends on the context. Right. Which is just another cross section, cross, you know, intersectionality, wokeness, all those things are all. Well, that, that, yeah, that was a response to one of the senators asking her a direct question. Are you saying that you would not condemn genocide speech on your campus that intimidates Jewish people? And she said, well, it depends upon the context. (laughs) Well, we talked about that before as far as um, extreme fascists coming on your campus, because that happened at ODU where Turning Point was coming on campus. I don't think that they're the extreme right, but the people in my cohort did. And we had a discussion of that in class that uh, these people were coming on campus. They were racist. They were adamantly anti-black and we don't want them on our campus. But I told them, even if that were the case, why wouldn't we allow someone like that on campus? Well, I don't think that's the issue here. Though. Mm. I think she's not saying, I don't think anybody's saying kick them off. They're saying condemn it. She won't condemn it. Uh, I, I mean, mean, you're sitting there threatening, you're threatening, you're threatening killing Jews. Those guys speech. Yeah. Death to Jews, that type of things. I don't have a problem with the French. We, we, we are free speech here. 
they say this mess, but no, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah, I would say as an individual, if they ask you, yeah. Oh, I'd say Harvard does them. not support genocide if you Jews. I would say that, that that's not our policy. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say free speech is our policy. That's a university. Well, that's a different thing. I'm going to let them talk, no matter how stupid they are. But we're not. Don't. That's not Harvard's official position. Harvard's official position well, is you can talk. Let's not agree with me. Okay, that's the good thing about it. People being here. What am I saying wrong? I would I would just leave it. We're free speech. Yeah. If you're going to ask me personally what I think, then yeah. But that's it. But we're free speech. It's a university. We're free speech. That is our stance. Were they threatening Jews? Well, that, that's the argument, is that their free speech went beyond free speech whenever you start telling somebody, basically implying, I'm going to kill you. Were they saying it? Because uh, you said they're implying it. Were they, were they saying it? Well, well that whenever, whenever you say certain phrases and mantras, that is absolutely the meaning is genocide. We, we need to murder all Jews. Jews are bad. They need the earth. The planet needs to be exterminated of all Jews. Of all communists. Well, that's so question. when you got people that are sticking to that and and chanting that, and they're turning into a basically a riot. Um, you you tend to be a little bit uh, fearful on campus, and that's what was being brought up. Is you have students. That are fearing for their life and won't come out of their dorm. Yeah. So I will and, say and that. she says, well, that's free speech. So at what point does free speech not allowed when somebody says, I'm going to murder you? Hmm. Well, so there's there's a difference there. Uh, you said you said they said all Jews should die. And then you said at the end, I'm going to murder you. And I say that those that was two, definitely the implication when you read what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Their signs and all those things. Death to Jews. It don't come out, that type of thing. Now, there's two different things going on here. Uh, the I same thing is if somebody puts a, a noose and burns a cross in your yard. I, the implication is I'm going to murder you. Right. And so I understand those intimidation symbols. You know, one could argue, well, that's speech. It's free speech. You could be a racist if you want to. That's not free speech. Well, to the point to where you intimidate and scare somebody and think they're going to die because of it. You've crossed some kind of a barrier there. But the, the most important thing to realize, again, though, we're talking about somebody with his private money deciding what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not going to give money to Harvard as long as they don't condemn this, that they aren't condemning this. Oh, we don't want we're, I'm not giving you any money. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. his right. And that's their right to say, well, don't give me any money. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he, but, but it's, what's happened is it's not just one very wealthy man saying that it's a bunch of them. Uh-huh. Saying, well, we're not giving you any more money. We're not going to hire your students because you can't. You're letting them. You're letting them justify uh, violence against Jews, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they're saying. Hey, it's okay what Hamas did to the Jews. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Okay, it's free speech. I'll admit, I you can't arrest them for it, but you can say, Harvard, we're not giving you any more money. Yeah. No. 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 I agree with that. Um, so there are several things I, I want to address. Uh, the first is that burning crosses on someone's property is trespassing and is um, vandalizing property. The second is I was actually directly asked the question, um, Jim, do you think that the statement all black people should die should be legal? And I thought about it for a little bit. I said, that should be legal. And they said, why do you think that that's OK? And I said, there's a difference. I never said I think that that's OK. 
I said, I think that should be legal. As long as you're not saying I'm going to murder you or trying to incite a riot, that's different. And I agree with Dwayne that if there is an unsafe environment that's developing on campus to where people are starting to riot, that's no longer free speech. That's infringing upon the rights of a third party to be able to be on campus. And so there's a difference that's happening. If they are holding up signs saying all Jews should die, I don't agree with that statement. I'm adamantly against that statement. But we're a free speech campus. And the donors can say, the donors if you don't condemn say, this, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody yes. says, mm-hmm. stop them speaking. I don't yeah. think anybody saying that. All they're saying, I don't think, I think they're saying it needs to be condemned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and if they stop donating to that, I say, yes, you as a free individual have the right to stop donating. And then I would also, maybe if I wanted to say that what you're wanting to donate to is not necessarily a university. You want to donate to someone that a, advised by your speech. I, I so, know. So this, a, this, a, campus, a campus is a little bit different. You have young adults that are for the first time living on their own and you are their mayor and you are their chief security officer. And if you have an individual student or a group of students going and telling other people you look like a moron you're ignorant, you're stupid, I think people all like you should die. You can't allow that person to continue to participate in that campus by living on campus and attending college just because of the name of free speech. If they're being disruptive and making it for a hostile learning environment for other residents on that campus, there has to be repercussions. I I mean, whether they can be remediated and and convinced to quit acting so offensive and disruptive that, you know, there may be levels and and warnings, but at some point they have to be ejected from campus and told you're you're beyond the bounds of free speech. You're not just stating your beliefs and opinions. You're now being on purpose offensive and disruptive to the life and the safety of other people. Right. So like, like you crossed, I think you're merging two things. That's what I'm seeing here is you're merging hostile behavior with someone who has the belief that all Jews should die. And I'm not merging those two. I'm saying that there might be a person who believes that, but they're not necessarily crossing that bounds of hostile behavior. Now, someone could say, well, just that speech alone is hostile behavior. And so maybe that is the case. I do believe that if you have that, it's easy to cross over into that hostile behavior. And it would be difficult for me to find an example of someone who thinks that all Jews or all black people should die are not hostile. But in this hypothetical situation, I could see someone who, for some reason, believes that, but they're not going to take it upon themselves to do that. So, so I don't know, like if they're holding up signs, if, if they're holding up signs and they're yelling or whatever on campus, but they're not violently threatening others, then if I'm a university, and again, I want to be specific, I'm a university, then that's allowable. But what's not allowable is if, like you said, Dwayne, they're creating a hostile environment to where like, people are actually uh, uh, in danger. In Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Harvard gave its tacit approval, not just to the speech itself, mm-hmm. but to the message. That they really were saying, we agree with these students. But that's a that's problem. the problem. Yeah, that that's problem. the problem. Mm-hmm. And if they would have just go, look, we, if they would have said, this is free speech, we all for free speech, go out there, do your thing. But by the way, 
Don't disrupt classes. Mm-hmm. Don't disrupt Jews from going to classes. Yep. Don't you dare threaten anybody. As long as you're just doing your speech, that's fine. But that's not what happened here. Okay. What's happened here is Harvard is, has put their stamp of approval on it with this gay lady. Got it. Gay meaning her last name, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I don't even know what she said about the situation. Yeah, She said she, she basically, you know... She's implying the right to resist was to the Palestinians. So what they did, um, what the what the terrorists did with their incursion on October seventh, with the murdering and raping and taking hostages, was a right to resist type situation. That that was her implication. It was more than implication. She basically. Yeah, you're right. It was a very strong implication mm-hmm. that yeah. that Harvard supports what Hamas did, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the problem. But I but I, I do believe that 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 those donors, those Jewish donors, had a right to say, "You've made it where Jewish people are not welcome on that campus, and we're not giving you any more money." I have I have no problem with those guys doing that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with donors. And it's, just and it's not. And it, but you said it was. Well, then you you shouldn't be donating to a university. Yes, I can. No, no, no. As a free citizen, you could do whatever you want. Right. I'm saying that you don't have that belief of freely donating. If you believe in free speech in the university, then the university allows free speech, even the speech you disagree with. That's that does, that shouldn't matter to you if you're really supporting the idea of a university. The idea of university, do you support free speech? Yes. Okay, I'll still donate to you. You have a bunch of people who hate Jews on your campus, but you're allowing it, even though I don't agree with that view. But I like the idea of the university, then still I'm donating to you because I'm all for free speech. But I'm not going to donate to a a university where the president has implied very strongly that it was okay what Hamas did. Yeah, and at that point, you're no longer acting as a university. So it's, it's it's an interesting thing for sure um we got just a few minutes guys um so is a tesla going to replace charlotte making my fried eggs in the morning yes (laughs) short answer yes (laughs) eventually yes so uh, tesla's 2.0 robot and has just been debuted and Wayne and I, of course, are geeking out on it. Um, they, uh, they, uh, it is quite impressive how it walks. The one thing that was Scott Adams noticed, he goes, do you know that Tesla will robot walks just like Biden? <laughs> he says, has Biden been replaced already? <laughs> so what can this humanoid do? Right now, not a whole heck of a lot. It's, it can walk. It can uh, pick up objects gently. Um, it can, you know, it's basically showing, getting people excited about, you know, uh, Android-like robots. That's what it's doing. The physics and the electronics, it can do almost anything. Right now, it's limited by software and AI. Right. All right, so is this going to so replace you nursing that homes? with AI? All of a sudden, you've got workers. Is this going to replace nursing homes? You able to stay home now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. If you had a capable robot, capable robot that was super capable, you know, and it would help with the housework as an old person and take care of them, make sure they take their medicine on the right time, 
and then you have a self-driving car that pulls up so they can go to the market. The robot accompanies them to make sure they don't fall. Yeah, I can see that. Well, my problem is this, that what just knowing from the business that I'm in, one of the main things that goes on at nursing homes is enemas. I don't know if I trust the robot to do that. <laughs> Coming out my ears. <laughs> well, of course, we turned it to that part of the function. Uh, you know, uh, Dwayne and I were so lucky to have a play-by-play of James's problems lately. Anyway, uh, so that was awesome. Uh, we well, did try to help, though. <laughs> Virtually, anyway. Uh, anyway the robot did do something to you. Anyway. The robot probably would start on the front end, the input side, with food service. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not changing diapers. Possibly cleaning up messes, doing the janitorial, the less pleasant part of nursing homes, and possibly um, acting as security guards and chasing down the runaways, the gotaways that get out, escape, and try driving their little uh, hover rounds down the road. Yeah, yeah. It's good. All right, so what's the difference between one and two? Uh, well, capability. Uh, it's just like one just kind of came out and said, hey, don't blow on it hard because it might fall over. Two comes out, walks around, picks things up. Uh, it starts doing some work. That's the difference. Okay. Snowflake versus warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this interest you at all, Jim? I am, I'm interested in the advancement of AI and robotics and things like that. Now, you guys are encouraged to, to do emails and whatnot with AI. Didn't you say that? No, no, no. So, um, so having yeah. AI generate what, like essentially what you do is a rough draft. And AI generates a rough draft and you sculpt it to where it's actually correct. <laughs> because it's not going to say necessarily all the right things, but it'll say enough to where it can get you started. Yes, I don't have any rider's block anymore. That's yeah, my biggest yeah. thing. If you, if you have rider's block, I don't think that there's a problem with AI necessarily. The danger with that is that we could all start thinking the same way because I like the idea that whenever I read something and I have a different point of view that someone else has whenever they read it, then now all of a sudden we're conversing versus if we were to both use AI to formulate our thoughts, there we might be so parallel in our ideas that we're not really conversing anymore. We're just kind of yes manning each other. So I could see that being a problem, but it's not a problem as far as if you reach writer's block on an email. Yeah. I, and and I, I'm never happy with their first draft of anything. Now where I've had the most fun is I will finish my paper, a, a, a paper, and I then will put the whole thing back in. And then I'll say, now, uh, I want you to criticize this and, and tear it up. There we go. And yeah. inevitably, this brings up some things I had not thought of. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I had not Good. thought of them. And I was thinking, you know what? If they're using this AI, I just now took it, took from them what they would get. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. That's that yeah. Good I mean, that paper. is that is probably the best way to use it. I need to have AI edit my papers because I recently went back and read my uh, little. I guess you could call it comments. It was a course integration paper on Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. I read a paragraph that was just awful. I repeated myself three times in that paragraph. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. usually, that, right, I told you that, usually that means I drafted that using AI. Really? Almost mm-hmm. always when it's too wordy, it's AI. 
Oh. Almost yeah. always. Yeah, well, I definitely didn't use AI. It's yeah. just my faulty brain. And anyway, I, like it would be nice to have AI go back in there and say, hey, you repeat yourself three times. Because that's what I did in grad school frequently. I got marks off on that. that. That was the main thing I got marks off, that and awkward phrasing. So I would have a paragraph where I'd say a certain phrase like four times. And for some reason, my brain just has a tick to where if I say it once, I'll say it four times. I got so, you. No, no, we all seem to have to do that. And then we don't want to take it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I was, I was telling Jim this, and I think I've told this on here before. I've, I, I, it recently, I've, it's become important to me on, on proper, um, proper placement of a peg tube, a feeding tube, which goes straight to the stomach. What's the proper technique of doing that? And the three AIs, Google's, Microsoft, and Chatbot. I did not have Grok yet. All three said that once it's been placed by endoscopy, that endoscopy, that you're supposed to go back and either use ultrasound or x-ray to verify that it's in the stomach. All three of them said that. Well, I've got documents that I, medical document, you know, uh, authority mm-hmm. that I was using to, before I tried AI to see what it would say. And none of them said that. And I went over and over and over again with them and said, well, not, this article, is this considered authority? Yes, it's considered authority. This is why. I didn't tell you all the reasons why. Is your peer review, blah, blah, blah. And I said, where in this article does it say that? Well, it doesn't. It's just known. <laughs> and so finally, I realized that it was not talking about a peg tube. They were, it cannot, AI cannot yet distinguish between a peg tube and one that's being installed through the nostril. If you're throwing through the nostril, yes, you're, the gold standard is you're supposed to do an x-ray afterwards. And it could not make that distinction. None of the three could. It's that far off right now, guys. It's not close to being reliable. Mm-hmm. It's not even close to being reliable. Mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, if I were to draft something with AI, it would be an email. And even then, it would not be... Um, it would not be its final form. It would be a very right. informal email. But as far as editing goes, I think you're dead on it. Like that would be great for first editing as far as critiquing. All right, now go back and edit to see if I'm repeating myself. Now go back and edit right. for grammatical mistakes. I mean, that would be awesome to have. I mean, it's instantaneous. It goes and highlights all of it. And so that would be great. I, I need to utilize it for that. That would make my writing much sharper. At one time I asked, what do you think about the flow? That's all I said. Yeah. And he goes, it does not flow well. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he me I would be so upset. <laughs> I get very defensive about my right. But I've had it say, I've had it say, no, no, it's clear. Yeah. It, yeah, but it'll say the paragraph two really should be paragraph six. Yeah. It'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't always take it. That'd be great. Because again, yeah. sometimes I want it up the front regardless. I want what I want like Meese did. I put up up front why this is important. And and Beast that tells you why he's successful. If you're a good lawyer, you're going to put the good stuff right up front. Right up front. And no matter what the flow is. Mm-hmm. So since you have had so much experience playing with the uh, compositions and first drafts and whatnot, have you tried to have it do layers of uh, clever stuff like the first word of each no. line spell another subliminal message to your opponent? <laughs> No, I've not done that. You know, you know, you know, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. You know that Solon wrote the Constitution that lasted basically for, for the, for, even though Pazasmus took over for, for a while, it was the, it was the Constitution of Athens, okay. of Attica. All right. He wrote it 
in verse. He took the time to write that constitution in where it rhymed. Mm. I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I thought that's where yeah, you were going. That would be I make another doctrinal synthesis for bibliology and it does it in Dr. Seuss prose. That would be hilarious. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea, though, of my writing uh, papers, you know, either uh, in grad school or later on, whenever they get peer reviewed, have subliminal messages in them. Like, and I know that there are subliminal messages in them because I told AI, all right, now That's the first row, yeah, the first letter of each paragraph have a message for the reader at the end. <laughs> See okay. if anybody picks up. I, I will try it. Yeah. <laughs> I will try it. I, in fact, I will let you approve it, Dwayne. You'll have to sign something saying that it's confidential. Okay. <laughs> Glenn's already done that. Glenn's already considered part of the firm. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, it's a tool. That's what it is. It is it's, it's a, a very good tool. It'll be a great tool. Yep. And I plan on playing with Grok when you're going on. You're, y'all are leaving tomorrow, so it's just the Charlotte. We will be home. Yeah. I plan on playing with Grok tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so it, I found out what I was. Remember, I kept asking you, Glenn, if that were if that were um, um, Grok that was on top of Burger King. Sarah said it was Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. It was Shrek. It was Shrek. Okay. They're not the same thing. Not Grok. They're different things. No, they're they're very different games. Very, very, very different. All right, this is how we're going to finish this. But this is not time for PJ's coffee, so I'm not setting you up for that. It was just the opposite. Okay. You were going to tell me. All right, first of all, Charlotte thinks that I'm a changeling. She thinks that when she went to Japan, that the changeling came and took her husband and gave me somebody else, <laughs> and she doesn't want to switch it back. <laughs> She wants to. <laughs> she likes the changeling. <laughs> she likes the changeling. <laughs> she, she said if they come back, it's going to be like, remember that throw mama from the train or whatever it was? I don't know. No, no. What was that movie where Bette, Steph, it, Bette Mettler was, was kidnapped and they wouldn't didn't want to pay for the prison ransom? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, other people's money. That's yeah. it. So Charlotte doesn't want Charlotte's not going to pay the ransom. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> well, you're not doing your so. job. <laughs> See, your job is supposed to get her to pay the ransom. Oh, yeah. You're is that, is that what change these do? All right. Yes, they want something. They, you know, they come in, they take over the person, uh, their role, and they slowly uh, change, 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 and then they're unrecognizable after a while, and they cause mischief and. One of the mischiefs is if they need something from the material world, they uh, blackmail you for it. All right. So basically, I'm still in the position of changing where she's getting used to this new being. But at some point, I'm going to start trouble. I'm going to start trouble in the future. Yes. I see. All right. It won't look that out out of place because, well, you're James. So there you go. I got you. Well, he's not James. Yeah, this sounds like what well, he's not need. James, but he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we would expect James to be this way. He chose the wrong so person to change. The changelings using that to their advantage. All right, so eventually, I got you. So we're still, we're, I'm still in, the, in the, the changing her perspective mode. Yes. I got you. All right, now, do not go to PJ's Coffee yet. <laughs> How do we get Paul McCartney back? Well, 
You want you want the real one or anyway? We want the real Paul McCartney. The real now. way you'd have to give it is a child. They would want a child. One with Mal's child. Because Paul McCartney's a big, big get. It's a big get. It would take Mal's was a baby, an infant. That would be higher value to the say. What are you guys even talking um, about? <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Paul McCartney is not Paul McCartney. He's a changeling. Oh, okay. And so what it was four hour four hour concerts. Yeah, you know, with Sarah. In his eighties. Yeah. But the, no like way. what about the infant? What are you talking about as far as All right, so was? so what's happening is is that this guy that's supposedly if this were Friday, we'd just say it's real. Um that this guy that's performing like Paul McCartney as is if he's Paul McCartney, there's no freaking way mm-hmm. that he could have that kind of energy. Playing ukuleles and drums and running around and you know acting like heart when they were there. If they you ever been to a heart concert when they were in their prime, they had to have been on something. That their energy level was amazing, right? Well, he has that kind of amazing performances still. And so there's an argument is that that there was in 1969 he was changed out and a whole new type of music came out of it. You started seeing a completely different genre almost. It was just completely changed. And Yoko Ono is the only one who could see it. And that's mm-hmm. why she wanted to break it up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Should have been here for that. Where does Clemson? <laughs> well, I asked him, I was really wanting to get a PJ's coffee endorsement type thing, right? Mm-hmm. I said, How could we get Paul McCartney back? And I thought he'd say, Give him some PJ's coffee. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He went into infants. <laughs> he said it's going to take, it's going to take some. Yeah, I said some it's going to take babies. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I needed to be here for that because I'd like to know how it did, but we don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it Friday. Uh, yeah, we can do it Friday. I'll have to get a recap on this. <laughs> but it all makes sense. <laughs> no, on Friday, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense right now. Does it make sense, Dwayne? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> And thoroughly entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some popcorn and some PJs. <laughs> so you're going to come Friday. That's right. Friday, Friday, we will finish the changelings. Okay. We'll go into that, but there's got to be something else too. I want a really good wild conspiracy for this one. Yeah. Um, well, we want something that is wild. It's tending to start getting turned into truth. Sonny and I watched a movie last night on Netflix that was Leave the World Behind and it just it was so bizarre I had no idea where it was going but once it was done I'm like wow that sounds like somebody really did open a CIA playbook that has all kinds of technology stuff but you could go crazy with that well here's what I'm going to say that Almost every Thursday, when you and Glenn get really into the technology stuff, mm-hmm. I wish I smoked joints. Because <laughs> I, I, I have so much trouble following you. I need to be able to say, dude, that's cool. That's righteous. That's righteous. That's righteous, man. That's that dude's priest coming out in you. All right. So, so I guess, I guess. The next question will be, could President Gay keep her job if she were to go to PJ's Coffee and Houghton? Yes. <laughs> and here's why, James. <laughs> you have such a wonderful environment, uh, great Wi-Fi, wonderful coffee, 
uh, all natural Red Bull. It would give her focus, clarity. She would see the other patrons there who are just having a wonderful time. And she would say, you know, we don't like the Palestinians doing that. Uh, we do need free speech. And she would en- encompass the environment of freedom that is there that would change the way she perceived freedom and the world. She would hug a Jewish person. She could do that as a hot PJs. She would, she would hug a Jewish person, wouldn't she? She would. She would commune with them. It would be great. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow will be non-secular day. Do we have a topic yet? No. I will tell you this much. It will not be... It will not be Isaiah was a false prophet for saying that Jesus was going to be named Emmanuel. It will not be that. We need to keep that in high school. <laughs> keep that in high school. <laughs> yeah, we need to make sure that we said any time we refer to that podcast that it was something I, I thought of in high school. It wasn't something I thought of when I was 65, 64. Thankfully. Thank you guys for coming oh, on. Oh, Go ahead. I thought by high school you meant um, marijuana high school. No. Nope. Oh. 420. I, I'm not sure what all that means, but I've never done drugs. So, well, except for except for legal ones. But anyway, um, it's always a blast having you three on here. It really is. It was fun. And uh, it was fun to go into Jim's thoughts on free speech. He is as uh, libertarian as anybody I've ever seen. And I thought that it would be knocked out of him at seminary, but nope. It seems to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye bye. See you. Bye bye.